0: You are listening to a sermon by Tanner Sherlock. Visit chialphashatterstate.com for more info. So, tonight, instead of having to listen to me speak, you get to hear a student who I am very proud of. He stepped up and he, he said he felt like God was wanting him to speak and he wanted to, to step forward in that. So, I'm giving him the opportunity. So, give it up for Taylor.
1: Alright, I got a microphone. I love you too. Man, I'm excited to speak to you tonight. Like, God's been working in me this week and like really been talking to me and what we're going to be going over tonight and really opening my eyes to some things too. So, I'm excited to just learn with you and excited to, you know, get this thing going because I've been kind of looking forward to it all week. So, (laughs) bear with me because you never know what's going to happen first time, so. Alright, but before we get started, um, what I want to do is I kind of want to do just like a quick group activity um, just to kind of get to know each other. So if you guys want to get in groups of, like, two or three or whatever, um, and just, like, tell somebody who you are. Like, not your names, because hopefully we have that much established. We, we learn each other's names each week. But um, just, like, who you are. Like, for example, Larry Bird, he would probably say he was a basketball legend. Or, you know, like, Mariah Carey would talk about her singing. Or, um, you know, Tiger Woods would talk about golfing, Whatever it is, just kind of explain... Who, who you are to the people beside you. Maybe, maybe just think about it for a second and then tell them, you know, put you on the spot. Don't want you guys to freak out and be like, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> so, so, so go ahead and think about it, discuss it for a little bit, and we'll give you some time. All right, now that I have permission from this table to move forward, I guess we'll get right into it. Um, I just want to start off with this scripture. Um, It's really the main thing that was laid on my heart this week, throughout this week. Um, I've been looking at it in all kinds of different perspectives, and it's been really exciting to look at it, too. Um, It's Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Um, If you guys want to get there, you know, just read it off the screen. That works, too. Um, It just says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the things that he planned for us long ago. Guys, like I said, I'm just excited to talk about this verse. Because if you just like break it down a little bit and see what it says in there. Like, it's pretty intense. Okay, first of all, let's, 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 let's look at it again. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. Stop right there. <laughs> Like, how often do we take credit for the things that we, we have done or the things that um, we think are important in this life when really, like, all eternity doesn't, doesn't rest in our own hands? Salvation is a gift from God. Second of all, it says right there that we are God's masterpiece. <laughs> like, can, like, uh, do you guys even comprehend what that, what that even means? Like, um, do you guys know what masterpiece means? Like, I looked it up because I'm like, Masterpiece, that's a big word. Like, <laughs> like I, think, I think it's a, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> um, yeah, but I actually looked it up. And the dictionary describes it as like a craftsman's best piece of work. And that just blew my mind because then I like, I like looked around and I saw, I went outside and I saw all of what God created and like all the things that God created and how he created it. And that just like really excited me because I thought, you know, God created the stars, the sun, you know, the trees. they grow up so tall and so strong. He created the grass, the cows, every like we're more important than the cows. Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> we're his masterpiece, not the cows. So man, like that, I, I was excited, like knowing that God's love for me, was that deep where He chose us over all the rest of His creation because He didn't create just slum for all the rest of His stuff. He created good stuff in every aspect, but we're His favor, We're His masterpiece. So just to really take that in was, was something that like, opened my eyes a lot to it. Um, you know? And the other part of the scripture, just to break it down even a little more, was the last part. So we can do good things he planned for us long ago. So, not only are we his favorite, he also made plans for us before we were even here, before we even knew about living. We, we weren't even alive. We, were like, we weren't even making thoughts in our own little heads, but God knew what we were going to do, and God knew his plans for us. So I was, like, really excited about it. So, if we want, let's go ahead and take it back to the beginning, because... Um, that's always a good place to start is the beginning, so if we get back to Genesis, get to another scripture, I like—I just really like to get into the scripture and, you know, hear straight from God because that's where that's where we can grow, you know, like we don't have to wait and listen for God to speak to us, we can just pick up his word and really get into it and hear straight from him, right from his word, so I think the beginning is a pretty good place to start right there in Genesis one twenty-six. and what, what does Genesis start out with you know god's creating things um first day right i don't have it up there but what did god create does anybody know what god created on the first day light darkness yep he created light and darkness and you can see like already the momentum is building like all of a sudden there's light that'd be a pretty big shock like You know what I'm talking about when you're all in a dark room and then all of a sudden somebody turns on the light, like whoa, (laughs) what's going on? Like that would be exciting in itself, you know. Okay, so then second day, what did God create? Anybody know? Space. Yep, the sky. Depending on what, like translation, sky and the waters. Third day, like you can you can feel it building, right? Like all of a sudden there's all this new stuff that God's just breathing out of His mouth. Like, no big deal. Like, God does, you know. Third day. Land and ve- land and sea vegetation. Land, sea, and vegetation. I guess sea vegetation, too. All right. <laughs> day four. He created the sun. He created the moon. He created the stars. You know, even more buildup. What's he going to create on the sixth day? But we're not. We're not to the sixth day yet. But what's What's it all building up to, you know? Like, what's he building all this for? What's he, what's he excited to get to? You know, it's like a big crescendo. Day five, he created birds and fish. Day six, he went straight on to animals. And then, Genesis one twenty six, God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Can, like, can you hear the excitement? Like, God just created all these other things. And all of a sudden, He just like takes it down. He's like, Alright, this is what we came to. Like, let us create human beings in our image. He's talking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I imagine. And he's like, to be like us. Like, it's just crazy. God's like excited. God was excited to create us. It wasn't no, it wasn't no like, oh, yeah, let's just. Let's just create humans now. No, it wasn't like that at all. Like, he was excited. He was building it up. He was ready to roll. Verse 26, going on. He says, they will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Okay, this, this was exciting me too, because not only did he just create us, was excited about us, but right away, immediately, he's like... Now I'm going to give what I just created over to them. You know what I mean? Like, he just created all this awesome stuff right from his mouth, building up to creating us, was excited about creating us. And then, right away, he's like, now I'm going to give you authority over the animals, the birds, the frogs, all these things that I created, you know, just for you, give you authority over. And that's, that excited me. I don't, I don't know. So <laughs> I, I was pumped. I'm still pumped. I'm like, my heart's beating. God's like, yeah, yeah, Taylor. Man. All right. So verse 27. God's still excited. God's still excited. He's still excited with us every day. He's, he's the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we can know that his excitement is still with us in this room. Right now, the Holy Spirit's, like, working in this room right now, and he's with us. So we can be excited about that, too. And, all right, verse 27 says, So God created human beings in his own image, and the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. Why, why do you think God said basically the same thing, like, three times in a row? Guaranteed Moses is writing it, but, you know, God's telling Moses what to write. <laughs> do you, like, all right when you get really excited about something, do you talk about it over and over again? Yeah, I go get Krispy Kreme donuts. (laughs) You bet. I'm like, Krispy Kreme donuts? You bet I'm going to get Krispy Kreme donuts. You know I'm going down the road to get Krispy Kreme donuts. I just say it over and over again because I'm excited. I'm excited to get that scrumptious little donut in my belly. And it's going to be good. Like, that's how, God, that's how God was when he was. God's like, I'm going to make these humans in our image. We're going to create them. And it's going to be awesome. Like, let's go. You know? Okay, moving on to verse 28. I guess let should move on with that. Stop talking about donuts. I got too excited there. But <laughs> verse 28, God said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the animals that scurry along the ground. Which God's God's saying we have um, authority over those animals again. But what also he's saying, he's saying be fruitful and multiply. You know, he's not saying, he's not stopping at one donut. He's like, give me more human beings because I love them so much. Like, like, I'm not comparing us to donuts, but I kind of (laughs) am. But I'm just saying, like, that's how excited God was. God wanted more. God wanted more of us because he loved us that much. Like, and that's not something to take lightly because God's perfect, you know? (laughs) All right. Verse 29. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's see if we can get through Genesis eventually. I don't know. Then God said, look, look, humans. I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth, and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for the wild animals. The birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life. Man. God's, God said it again. And I can't, I, I can't, take, I can't take it like lightly. Mm. They're like God's like God's like a parent with his like a new baby, you know those those parents that have new babies and they, yeah, I'm looking at you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they just want to talk about their baby all the time. You know, everything everything they say like goes back to the child. Like they just want to talk about how they, you know, love them have to change their diapers, and I'm like, I don't really care how many times you changed diapers yesterday, but, but, but I mean, I can tell how much they love, I can tell how much they love that baby, and that's how much God, God loves us, so, verse 30, then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good, and evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. The next day, what did he do? He rested. All the buildup leading to the creation of mankind. Like, it was a crescendo. It was a buildup. He was excited to make us. He, we are his masterpiece. So, does God's love stop there? Does it? Does it stop there? Heck no, it doesn't. We're already his favor, How much more love can God give us? But yet, somehow he gives us more love. Right from Hebrews 2, five, right from God's own mouth, right here, Hebrews two five. he says, And furthermore, it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place the scriptures say, What are mere mortals that you should think about them, or son of man that you should care for him? Yet you made them only a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them authority over all things. Now when it says all things it means nothing is left out. But we have not seen all the things put under their authority. Wait, so we don't even know all about what we have authority to yet? Oh man! Like God has so much more than us than we can even comprehend because we're just humans. But yet he loves us so much that there's going to be more. There's like we can trust in that we can trust that we can grow deeper we can trust that we can go farther we can trust that we can get more intimate with god because he has more for us even past this world like this world is so temporary guys i don't i just don't want you to get caught up in thinking this is all there is because there is so much more than that and that's that's where my that's where like you can get excited like you can get pumped up just knowing that like this world you know we can be doing things in this world and we can think that we're all cool and junk but like we're we're not <laughs> we're not we're not cool just like compared to like all the things that we have that we don't even know about yet all right cuz cuz we also can't understand like god's perfection in it all either like just because on this earth we don't have like like we can't there's no other human that's There's no human that's perfect. The only human that was ever perfect was Jesus, and he is God. (laughs) So, like, we can't even understand his perfection. We can't understand his perfect love, you know, because God is love. It says says straight there, straight there in the word, God is love. And the only, like, what we can get a taste of it is, is just trusting in him and talking to him, taking a look at his creation, you know, seeing what he did, how, like, how he did it, Like, if you look at the grand scheme of things, God's love, God's love is so, so much deeper than we can even think about loving something. And I just, I just want to thank God for that (laughs) more than anything. All right. So, we can kind of understand, you know, we we can't understand, but we can kind of see how, like, deep God's love is for us. So then, where do we find our own self-identity? You know what I mean? Do we see... How do we see ourselves? Where do we get our identity from? You, all those things that you guys were calling yourself, where, are, those, are those even true about us or what other people say true about us? Um, where, does, where does our truth come from? So we're just gonna take a quick look at um, this video and kind of maybe see a little bit.
2: Who am I? Am I what I do? An artist? An accountant? A teacher? A mother? Or am I what I've achieved, an honor student, an MVP, a winner? Am I the things I've done right? Or am I defined by the things I've done wrong? Am I a saint, a sinner? What about what others think of me? Am I all of these things, none of these things? Who am I? How I identify myself determines how I approach life. If I am what I do, I'll always need to do more and achieve more to find my value. If I am what others say, I'll always try to please people instead of my Heavenly Father. But if I listen to who God says I am and embrace His identity in me, I'll find the freedom to live out all He has planned for me. God calls me His child. He says, I am wise and restored, that I'm a brand new creation in Christ. I am chosen and holy and blameless before God. He calls me his masterpiece. I am loved by God. He says, I am made complete through the grace and mercy of Jesus, my Savior. And when I see myself the way God sees me, I walk with confidence because I trust the one who answers the question, who am I?
1: I get an amen for that. Holy cow! Man. God, God works in my in my life too. Like how I view myself when I was when I was in elementary school, you would not believe who I thought I had to be. I was the perfectionist to the max. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, I would go. I would go to class. I would get like a. a I'd miss two questions on a, on a, on a worksheet. I would cry my brains out. <laughs> like it was the end of the world. Like, oh. And I would go home. I would cry. I would see my, I'd see my older brothers crying. They're like way older than me. I'd be like, oh, I missed a question on the test. They'd be like, stop it. You're a crybaby. I'm like, I'm not a crybaby. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, <laughs> maybe I am <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. But I don't have to strive after that. I don't have to strive after that perfection because I know full and well, I'll never, I'll never reach that perfection. You know, God, God's the only one that's ever perfect, and God's perfection. You know, His spirit's living in us, so we can, we have that spirit. You know, so where where do you find your self worth? Where where do I find my self worth sometimes? You know, is it how popular we are? Does it like grind your gears when you see somebody having fun with another person and seeing them getting all the attention, and the attention's not on you, or or do you do we define ourselves by the sins we commit? We kind of saw it in the video. You know, we can really get held up by thinking about just the sins that we commit. You know, you know, I get I have like anger problems when I'm watching the Huskers. I'm like, like if I just limited myself to how I act when I watch the Huskers, oh, that would be sad. <laughs> you know, do we define ourselves by who we hang out with are we are we looking at who we call our friends, and maybe they're not even making the best choices, but we're saying these are our friends, so I gotta act like them so I can be with them, or maybe maybe you have awesome friends, I have awesome friends, but you know, I'm not them either, and my identity doesn't lie in who they are either. Do, are we defined by the sports we play or what we're good at? You know, do do we think that we have to be a basketball star to get to be who we are? Do we have to be the best singer in order to be anything in this world? You know, are, do we define ourselves by our other shortcomings, or what we're bad at, you know, it might not even be sad, it might, not, it might not even be a sin, you could just be horrible at singing. I know I'm not good at singing. <laughs> I know I'm horrible at a lot of things, but I thank God that God doesn't look at me just based on the things that I'm bad at, because the list is long, and I'd be defining myself in all kind of different ways, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be a sad, sad individual <laughs> if I was looking at myself solely off of my shortcomings or where I don't live up to somebody else because there's always going to be another person that's, that's better than you at something. You know? You know? And do we identify ourselves through how other people view us? Um, just another thing that like, I can say directly about myself, I'm a people pleaser. I can be, I can be saying I can do all these things for people um, I can, they're like, do you have time to help me with this? Yeah, of course I have time. But where, why am I doing why am I doing that? Like, there's a there's a very big difference between doing it because we're a joyful servant of the Lord, or if we're doing it because we want that person's approval of us. You know. And so I just really want you guys to think think about that because. It's great. When you're doing things for, because you're serving the Lord joyfully, like, you're happy about it. But how often do we do something for somebody, say we'll do it gladfully, and then we come back and complain to our friends about it, like, people are always wanting my help. Like, why is somebody knocking on my door again? <laughs> David knows. <laughs> David's heard me before. <laughs> but no, like, when we do it for the Lord you know we're glad and it's a joyful thing it's where you get fulfillment it's where it's where you get excited and pumped up like yeah i got to help some i got the chance to help somebody today oh and it's good galatians 1:10 says for am i now seeking the approval of god for of man or of god or am i trying to please man if i were trying to please man i would not be a servant of christ says it right there and guys, I just want to tell you that we are free, so free from all of these fake identities that we place on ourselves, you know. And I I thank God so much that we are free from that because, like I said before, if we got our fulfillment from who we are, we'll always, always be striving to be something more, you know. But when we accept the grace that God has given us and that God's the only perfect person that will ever be, or the only perfect God that will ever, you know, live in any circumstance? Guys, we can find fulfillment in that knowing that we don't have to strive after anything anymore. And that's what pumps me up because I know I am free and I don't have to strive after anything. I just have my Heavenly Father loving on me. I'm will i going to live out His will for my life. And that's where you get your fulfillment because living for ourselves, we'll get no fulfillment in that. We'll always be striving after being something more. Being somebody who we're not, even, you know, getting humans' approval of us, we don't need that. We don't need I don't need I don't need any of your approval. <laughs> I just need God's approval. And God already loves me for who I am. Guys. And that's that's something I'm so thankful for. I and I can be working on every single day of my life myself. Oh man. I'm talking about God's plan for us. I'm talking about God's love. I'm talking about God's creation, and we can celebrate. We can have, like, a huge celebration in that, that we don't have, that we are free. How often do we sing, like, amazing grace, how sweet the sound, like, are, we're free, we're free, but do we even, like, comprehend what that really even means, or are we just singing it because everybody else is singing it? Like, we are free! <laughs> We are free from all of those labels that people put on us. We're free on the labels that we put on ourselves. Like, and that is something to celebrate. You know that celebration song by, like, the, what, who sings that? Say, you know. Like, we can, we can be singing that song. Yeah. Yeah. We can be celebrating good times because God accepts us. God loves us. We don't, we don't have to find our identity in other people. So let's go back to Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. And just look at it again, knowing that we're free, because we are. Ephesians 2, 4. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ Jesus. Amen. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believe. And you can't take credit for this. Thank God we can't take credit for this, right? Because it is a gift from God salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done amen because then we would just be you know trying to be doing good things all the time and not accepting God's love it's hopefully we're doing good things by being you know fruits of the spirit but we don't have to worry about it this way (laughs) God's already seven steps ahead of us billion steps ahead of us so no one of us can boast about it for we are God's masterpiece he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Ah, oh, you know, this means, this means a lot of things for us, guys. This means we don't have to be bragging about our high school accomplishments. We don't have to, you know, be better at our friends at every single sport we play. We don't have to be crying about not getting straight A's. Like I was doing in third grade, my teacher was like, "Your kid has a problem." (laughs) My mom's like, "I know. (laughs) He he cries. (laughs) He's a crier." (laughs) You don't have to have a rocking body, or you don't have to have the coolest clothes. It's not about that. It's not about any of that. So where where does our identity lie, guys? Where does it lie? It lies in the hands of Jesus Christ, guys. Guys, and that is something we can be so thankful for. And just, like, do a little happy dance. Like, I just want to dance up here right now. Like, go hopping around like, We're, I'm a son of Jesus Christ. That's, that's all I am. That's all I need to be. Like, that is what I'm excited to be. That's all I want to be in this world, in this next world. I just want to be a son of Jesus Christ. And we are. Oh, guys. So. I'm not Taylor the RA. I'm not Taylor the guy who gets angry at the Husker games. I'm not Taylor the small group leader. I'm not Taylor the tall, goofy guy that, like, smiles at people as they're walking across campus. Like, who's that guy? (laughs) I'm Taylor, child of the one true king. And that's all I need to be. And that's all I ever need to be. So if we can just, like, sing this song together and just proclaim this over our life that god that's my prayer tonight that we can just proclaim this over our life and just lift it up to you god that we are a child of the one true king and that's all we need to be we don't need to be anything else guys hit it courtney
0: go ahead and skip. sit back now Give one more round of applause for Taylor. And it's, it's not, it's, it's intimidating getting up here, isn't it? I can remember my first sermon getting up here and I spoke for 20 minutes about Samson, I believe. It was a brutal sermon. And so just be glad Taylor was your guest speaker tonight. That was great. Um, I just, I, as he was talking, I just wanted to focus on one last area before we close tonight. Um, as he was, as Taylor was saying, you know, who your identity is and is so important. And so I want to address somebody here tonight. If you're sitting here saying, yeah, but you don't know my past. Yeah, but you don't know what I did yesterday. Yeah, but you don't know what I did today. You don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know where I've come from. You don't know the struggles of my life. You don't know the sins I've committed. You don't know the things I've done. I want to address you specifically. If you had that thought at all or even something close to that while Taylor was speaking, I want to address, I'm speaking to you right now, and I want to say to you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the struggles you've been through. It doesn't matter the hardships. God will meet you in your needs. Jesus came and died for all of us, no matter how atrocious, no matter how horrible of the things that you've committed, no matter how horrible of the life you've had. If you're sitting here saying, but you don't know me, I don't have to know you because God knows you. Jesus knew our hearts. He knew exactly where we were at. When he sent Adam down, Adam was perfect. He made Adam perfect. He made Adam and Eve perfect. They screwed up. We screw up. Trust me, thousands and thousands of years of God knowing us. Trust me, he knows you more intimately than you even know yourself. And Jesus still died for you. He still covered those sins. He still covered those struggles. He's still saying there's more to your life than the track that you're on right now. He's saying there's something bigger for you than you can even imagine for your life. There is something greater for you than you can even fathom that you could accomplish in your life. The greatest thing that we can possibly do in our lives is God's will for our life. Is to serve God. Is to love God. Is to love our neighbor. So if you're sitting here and you're in here tonight, I want to address you, and I just want to say, come up and talk to me, come up and talk to Taylor, Courtney, one of the other leaders tonight before you leave. I want to talk to you personally. And I just want to tell you, it doesn't matter. I know my past of being an alcoholic, all these other, other things. There is there is true redemption in Christ. It's not half redemption. It's not only redemption unless you've screwed up too much. There is full redemption in Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to invite Taylor back up to close us in prayer. Before you guys leave tonight, help up, move sound crew, and don't forget to come to McDonald's afterwards for fellowship, and don't forget to grab your lanyard in the back. All right.
1: Dear Father God, oh, God, we just thank you so much God, for your love for us, God, that we can receive that love so freely from you, God. God, and we just ask that God, whatever whatever title we put on ourselves, God, whatever label we put on ourselves, you know, no matter how big it is, like Tanner was saying, no matter how big or small it is, God, whatever labels we have, God, just let us let us toss them out the door. God, let us be free of them because we are allowed. You tell us, God, that we're allowed to be free from those titles, God, and that we can just celebrate in the, like, the comfort of your arms, God, being your child, being the child of the one true King Jesus, God. Oh, God, and we, we love you so much for it, God, and we thank you so much for your love, God. I just ask that every single person in this, in this room tonight, God, be blessed. Be blessed abundantly in your in your precious name, Jesus, God. God, I ask that, you know, there's a fire that starts in this room, God, and it just spreads. You know, we can celebrate in your freedom, God, and just that other people can see that throughout campus and throughout wherever we go in this life, Jesus, and that they can see that we are a child of the one true king. They can see our freedom in that, and they can see our joy through that, God. God, so I just... I just ask that you bless these people abundantly, God. And I thank you so much for bringing them in these doors tonight. Just, you know, lead them, God. Lead them in whatever way you choose to lead them, because it's all about you, God. It's all about your love. It's all about your will. It's all about your way, Jesus. And we, just, we don't take that for granted, and we accept it, and we love it so much, God. We accept it. And I just pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.